As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. That type of stuff that maybe someone that I know in my network that wants to do this, but they've never really studied it and they don't really know about all of the tools and tricks that are out there in order to be able to do some of this. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with John Evans. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Theo. Thank you very much for this opportunity and having me on the show today. Oh, no problem. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. A little bit about John. He works as a supply chain manager and as a part-time investor. He's been investing for a year and a half. And his current portfolio is a duplex, a single family, two commercial properties, and he had done a flip. And he is currently partnered with a local investor and they are looking to complete their first multi-family property between 30 and 60 doors. He is based in the Florence, South Carolina. And you can say hi to him at his email, which is john, J-O-H-N, at bedrockinvestinggroup.net. So John, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Sure. So recently just ended up partnering with a guy that basically, since I'm kind of new to this, coming in using some leverage with him understanding and knowing the market. He is a realtor for the state of South Carolina and also an appraiser. So he has some of the knowledge that I don't have. So when I started really looking at doing this, I got on bigger pockets and a lot of good websites. Obviously use your guys' website a lot. Took the advice to learn for at least a year or so. I read a lot of books, educated myself, and then decided to partner with someone in the real estate space as a professional And then also, we have recently just joined a mentorship with Robert Beardsley. So we're doing that now. And I'll tell you, that's been a real big help for helping us understand really how to go about looking at the data and letting the data speak. I think that's very important in this space. Whenever you're going out raising money, you definitely don't want to make a mistake with someone else's money, including your own, because we're going to invest right beside our investors. So Getting that mentorship has been very key, and that's what we're doing right now. We've also been kind of gearing up our social media presence, if you will. That was one thing that Rob has led us to do. He said, you want to make sure you're kind of telling people what you do and connections, and that's been very, very important here recently for our plan of action. Perfect. So the local investor you're partnered with, the realtor and the appraiser, the plan would be to buy a multifamily using other people's money, correct? So you're going to syndicate? That's right. Perfect. Okay. So let's focus on that after the business first. And to start, how'd you meet your partner? We've been friends for a while. We met through some mutual friends. Our wives actually know each other as well. And then how did the partnership come to be? Did you just one day ask them, Hey, I want to do multifamily. Let's partner up. Or was it organic? Maybe kind of walk us through how that happened. Yeah, sure. So good question. He basically heard me talking about it one night. We were all together and he had always wanted to buy an apartment complex on one campus, basically. So whenever he heard me talking about an apartment complex and then also doing syndications and raising money to be able to help go and give someone else a return on their money, for someone who may not want to actually be in the day-to-day operations of owning an apartment complex, that really intrigued him. He was like, you know, I've always wanted to do that. So he said, tell me what you know about it. So I started explaining to him all the math, all the finance behind everything I'd learned. And then I started talking about bigger pockets. He knew he didn't know anything about that. So he started doing his own research. And it was probably about a month after we initially talked about it. He called me up and he said, hey, let's go out to dinner one night. So we did. We made a quick meeting. 
went out and we kind of discussed what our goals were and what we wanted to do. And it just kind of took off from there. What are the roles that you two are playing? So it sounds like, again, what you said, is he getting more of the money and you're getting more of the worker? I'll actually do the finance underwriting piece or the day-to-day process or day-to-day driven operations. And he'll do more of the market type analysis and then do a lot of research, finding the deals. It's kind of integrated. We both kind of play not necessarily the same roles because you can't, as you know, but he knows more of the market side of things. And I know more of the finance and day-to-day operations type of things. I manage my current duplex as well. And he's actually managed his portfolio in the past also. You break up those duties based off of who was better at what, basically? That's what it sounds like? Exactly. We talked about what we both thought we'd be good at. I have more of an engineering and operations background from the manufacturing sector, and he's always owned his own business. So he kind of has a good mix of knowing real estate and also knowing how to operate a business. I have an MBA and majored in finance as well. So I kind of have the numbers side of the game, but I also don't mind getting my hands dirty and doing the day-to-day operations as well. So you mentioned that one of the things that your mentor focuses on is the data. So I'm assuming that means understanding how to underwrite the deals. And so without getting into too much detail, because underwriting is a very complicated process, maybe tell us what's the number one or the top few things that I should be looking at when it comes to data when I'm underwriting an apartment deal. You want to look at definitely the return on investment for your investors, especially if you're raising money. As far as before you even start underwriting, you want to look at neighborhoods, you want to look at demographics, you want to look at the rent, the history of that area, and also crime rates. We look at that. We kind of have a five-step process. And then once you go into the underwriting, you want to load your data. We use this software. So it's really good. You go in and plug all your numbers in, and then you get an output. So you want to go look at that output and see if the deal actually makes sense. Is there going to be enough meat on the bone there to actually raise the money from someone else in order to give them the right return? So It'll give them a good picture of what they're going to make on their money is one of the biggest things we look at. It was a five-step process. So step one was looking at the market. Step two was loading in the data. And step three was looking at the output. What are the other two steps? So then we look at if the deal makes sense, we go into submitting an LOI and that would be the next step. And then after that, if that offer comes back and it's accepted, we go straight into due diligence. A pretty quick would be the next step. And then the other thing that you mentioned, well, you didn't really mention this, but for raising the capital for these deals. So you guys are actually looking for a deal. Do you have some verbal commitments from investors already? And that's how you determine the size of deal you could take down or is the plan to get the deal first and then leverage that deal to raise capital? We have friends and family currently. and We have a core group of around four people that we do know that have a lot of interest in what we're doing and they want to place money. Basically, they're kind of done with the stock market and the volatility. And so when we start going into talking to them about what we're doing, they're very, very interested in it. And two out of the four have definitely said they want to do it. So we have friends and family in those two and then two more potential already. So this is a family and friends. So you got the groups of people that want to invest are differentiated from their family and friends. So how did you meet these people or how did they learn about your business? Knowing them from our local area, we approached them and told them what we were doing. And then we knew kind of their background as well from being around us in the area. But once we approached them and kind of laid out what we were doing, they were in. And then something else you mentioned, you've been focusing on the social media presence. Maybe walk us through that, what type of things you're doing, what works, what doesn't work. And then what the ultimate purpose of the social media presence is. 
Yeah, so using LinkedIn, using Facebook, it's putting yourself out there. At first, it was, and it still is a little bit, it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. So it's kind of challenging. Like, I like it because it's a challenge, and it makes me think. So meeting new people, creating a network is the main reason we're using it right now. And just meeting a lot of people that's actually doing this, surrounding yourself with the ones that are doing it so you can learn more. I really use it as a two-sided type deal. As I'm adding value to someone else, I'm looking for the value they're adding to me as well. And I always go into our conversation with someone that I meet on, say, LinkedIn, because you know I've had some success on meeting a lot of good syndicators on LinkedIn and also some passive investors, which I utilize that to be able to find out kind of what are they looking for or what do they want out of a return from someone that's actually syndicating and, and pulling them into their deal. What type of things are you doing on LinkedIn and Facebook to add value to other people? One for Facebook is posting non-traditional type thoughts. What I often find, I have a few people that reached out to me lately, is they're in the traditional mindset, go to school, get a job, all the good stuff that the rich dad, poor dad tells us that we should think differently and kind of changes our mindset, which is one way that I was able to kind of attain the mindset to go out and try to do something non-traditional, so to speak. Posting things are non-traditional, trying to get them thinking of a different way. And also by adding value, by doing like a Thursday book recommendation based around investing, based around real estate, and then also best ever apartment syndication book, that type stuff that maybe someone that I know in my network that wants to do this, but they've never really studied it and they don't really know about all of the tools and tricks that are out there in order to be able to do some of this. All right, John, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Surround yourself with people that are doing it. Whenever I first started, Anchor owned real estate, my attorney owned real estate, down to the guy that I used to go in and fix the air conditioners in our units if they ever go out. He actually owns real estate. My CPA owns real estate. Interview people, find out what they're doing, find out how much they know about this stuff because you can gain a lot of value from those individuals and they are always willing to help you is what I found. All right, John, you ready for the best ever lighting round? Absolutely. All right, first a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com. Okay, John, so you mentioned you did the Thursday book recommendations. This should be a pretty easy answer. What's the best ever book you've recently read or recommended, either one? (laughs) Absolutely, Theo. So The Go-Giver is my go-to, man. That book has changed my life. It's by Bob Berg and John David Mann. So The Go-Giver book. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Start another business, always. Start another business. There's a lot of opportunity out there, a lot of things that are being done today that you can go in and make better. And I believe that's exactly what I would do. I'd follow the same path and start another business. What is the best ever deal you've done? I'd say the duplex that I currently own in the portfolio, I'm right at about 27% ROI on that one, a cash flow roughly 280 per door. If you've lost money on any deals, how much money have you lost and what lessons did you learn? 
Haven't lost any money. That's rule number one. Don't lose money. What is the best ever way you like to give back? Going to community events that's for a good purpose that can align with our purpose and our why. And then another thing we really like to do, and a lot of this is silent, but I love to give back to feeding the hungry. That's one of my purposes and a why that really touches home. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? You can reach me at john at bedrockinvestmentgroup.net. And also I always like to give out my cell is 843-858-1274. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. On LinkedIn and Facebook is just your name, John Evans? That's correct. All right, John. Well, thank you for joining me and walking us through your journey and what you're focused on today. We talked about partners and how your business partner was someone you had known for a while and a realtor and an appraiser have a lot more knowledge than you and you were able to get them on board with your multifamily plan by being educated and really telling him what you plan on doing, your knowledge about apartments and raising money. And then you mentioned that the duties were split up based off of your strengths. So some of the stuff is overlapping, whereas some of the stuff is only done by you or only done by him. He's more of a marketing guy and you're more of the underwriting number cruncher. You talked about your five-step process for underwriting deals, analyzing the market, looking at things like demographic, rents, and crime rates, loading that data into a customized cash flow calculator that you got from your mentor, analyzing the output, and the important number to look at would be the ROI to the people who are investing and making sure that that reaches their investment goals. And then step four, submitting an LOI. Step five, it would be the due diligence. We talked about raising money, how most of his family and friends, plus a group of people that you'd met in the past, and you approached them, told them what you were doing, and at least two of them are very interested in investing. We talked about your social media presence and how you use Facebook and LinkedIn to not only add value to other people through things like posting your non-traditional thoughts, getting people thinking a different way, different types of themed posts, like your Thursday book recommendation, but you're also using it to add value to yourself, to educate yourself by meeting with apartment indicators, meeting with passive investors to see what they want. And then this kind of links into your best ever advice, which is to surround yourself with people who are already doing what you're doing. So in your case, surrounding yourself with other syndicators who have raised money for apartment deals in the past. So, John, appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Best of your listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Theo.